Today is November the 9th. So what does an Old Testament prophet have to say to us today? Let's find out together as we study the opening verses of the Amos. So today we start our study of the book of Amos. Uh, we're just going to read the first two verses. The message, this message, was given to Amos, a shepherd from the town of Tekoa in Judah. He received this message in visions two years before the earthquake when Uzziah was king of Judah and Jeroboam II, the son of Jehoash, was king of Israel. This is what he saw and heard. The Lord's voice will roar from Zion and thunder from Jerusalem. The lush pastures of the shepherds will dry up. The grass on Mount Carmel will wither and die. And then Amos begins uh, the, the messages. Uh, the book is kind of divided into three sections. Uh, the first section has a certain formula that it follows for three sins of this nation and for four, uh, uh, I will not revoke their punishment. Uh, this is what they did, I'll send fire. He goes over eight nations in that way. After that, we have several sermons that runs from chapter four to uh, chapter six. And then he ends his book with different visions that he has. Now, the time of the book of Amos is named very, very clearly. Uh, it happens when Uzziah was king in Judah and Jeroboam II was king in Israel. This would have happened uh, through a period of about 10 years from 760 before Christ to 750 before Christ. Um, it's a very good time, both for Israel and Judah. Uh, Egypt and Assyria, who were the two major world powers of the day, who just 30 or 40 years later will war with each other fighting over the land that separates them, which happens to be the land of Israel. But right now, 760 to 750, their mind is dealing with other things. They're battling other nations. And as a result, they leave Israel alone. Because of that, Israel is actually able to assert its military dominance we read in the book of 2 Kings chapter 14 about this time. In uh, 2 Kings 14 verse 22, after his father's death, Uzziah rebuilt the town of Elath and he restored it to Judah. Judah begins to expand its territory. Then just a few verses later, Jeroboam II recovered the territories of Israel between Libo Hamath and the Dead Sea, just as the Lord, the God of Israel, had promised through Jonah, the son of Amittai, the prophet from Gath-Hefer. Um, 
the full extent of the land of Israel and Judah combined would have been quite similar to what Solomon had by uh, the end of his reign. Uh, this is a good time for Israel because the world powers are dealing with other enemies. There's a lot of trade that goes on actually between Syria and Egypt and Babylon and Egypt. And the trade route runs right through Israel. Because of that, trade is up. Um, Amos chapter 8, verse 5. Amos says, you can't wait for the Sabbath day to be over and the religious festivals to end so you can get back to cheating the helpless. You measure out grain with dishonest measures and cheat the buyer with dishonest scales. A lot of what Amos talks about is uh, the affluence, the trade, the uh, business that uh, is taking place. Um, there is increased construction because of this affluence. Amos chapter 3 verse 15, I'll destroy the beautiful homes of the wealthy, their winter mansions, and their summer homes too. The wealthy actually own three different places. The place they live in, where they go in the summer to get away from the heat, and where they go in the winter to uh, get away from the cold. All their palaces filled with ivory. Both construction and the luxury of those uh, of, of that construction. Chapter 5, verse 11, the second part of that verse says, though you build beautiful stone houses, you'll never live in them. Construction is uh, on the up. So, is, so are arts and luxury. Amos chapter 6, verse 5 says, you sing trivial songs to the sound of the harp. Fancy yourself to be great musicians like David. Uh, arts is on the upswing. This frequently happens during times of affluence. But so is leisure. Uh, Amos 4 verse 1, the last two lines. Amos talking to the rich wives that live in Samaria say, you're always calling to your husbands, bring us another drink. Uh, they live in the lap of luxury. Um, as a result, during this time of affluence, during this time of great construction, during this time of increased arts and leisure, uh, we have the polarization of society. Amos chapter 8, verse 6, we've, we've read about the wealthy. In 8, 6, this last half of that verse says, you enslave poor people for a piece of silver or a pair of sandals. You go from the ultra-wealthy to the slaves, actually enslaving part of Israel. The parts that weren't enslaved were exploited. Chapter 8, verse 4, listen to this. 
you who rob the poor and trample down the needy. Uh, back in chapter 4, verse 1, uh, the middle of that verse says, You women who oppress the poor and crush the needy. People are being exploited. Corruption is rampant. Chapter 5, verse 10, how you hate honest judges, how you despise people who tell the truth. Then in verse 12, the second part of that verse says, you oppress good people by taking bribes. You deprive the poor of justice in the courts. What a time. We see here um, extended territory. We see great trade, affluence, art is on the upswing, leisure and luxury, and yet we see the polarization of society. Boy, if I didn't know better, I'd say this is 21st century America. The same things are happening today. The rich are richer, the poor are poorer. Corruption is rampant. We see exploitation. While we might not see slavery formally, we do see people stuck in jobs that they just can't seem to get out of never advancing, always at a need for help. What does a Old Testament prophet have to say to us today? Actually, if we look at the situation that he prophesied in, quite a lot. Because they were going through the very same things that we are going through today. Let me encourage you today, listen to the news this evening, but listen to it with the prophet's ear. What do you hear? Do you hear stories of exploitation? Do you hear stories of affluence? Do you see programs dedicated to arts? Do you see the poor in need? Listen to the news with a prophet's ear. Take it to the Lord for what you might do to make a difference. Like, follow, subscribe, and share on whatever platform you use to listen to this devotional. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll ask the question, does God even care? about our politics.